This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Separation and divorce is a stressful experience, particularly when children are involved. Katrina Smithson found out the hard way when she had her own experience of negotiating the family court system. She's taken the insights she gathered through the process, done some extra research and pulled together a book called the New Zealand Family Court Survival Guide. It has helpful information about what to expect before embarking on a separation, clarifying the court procedures and explaining options that could help avoid unnecessary expenses and upset. Katrina Smithson is with us. Uh, I think she is in Sydney. Hello, Katrina. Hi, good morning. Uh, you can't and don't describe your own experiences with the family court in this book, but suffice to say the book was born of them. And you've got lived experience of this process. Was that a real motivator for saying, look, what I've been through can help others perhaps start with a better understanding of the system and how to navigate it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think what happens is a lot of people go into the system. Um, they may spend a couple of years in the family court system. Um, as they're going along, they learn a lot of things about how they could make the process more efficient um, and less costly, but they don't learn that really until they get to the end of the process. So they can't actually benefit themselves from that knowledge. So what I really wanted to do was share that knowledge um, for the benefit of other people coming after me. Um, and the other, the other thing that I, I wanted to... Um, achieve with this book was also if we can help people be more commercial with the way they run their own case, um, then we may be able to free up judges and lawyers to help more people. This is, just to be clear, this is based on the New Zealand family court system and you have done um, research, because you're not a lawyer. Um, no. You, yeah, you, you, you understand systems, but you've done research to get it correlated with the, with the way the court works currently? Because it has been through quite a bit of uh, reform. It seems to go through endless reform, actually. It does, yes. Um, and I think that the book doesn't go into actual acts and regulations and interpreting the specific laws of New Zealand. It's more about how a court will actually approach a parenting case or a financial uh, division of assets case the things that they take into account, um, how some aspects of a case can be interrelated with other aspects, and just helping people to understand what the key issues are. So yes, I've done some um, additional research on top of my own experience, um, and I, I just hope that the collective um, insights will help other people. Can we talk about the family court process? Because going to full family court, in a separation, and particularly when it comes to uh, sorting out not only uh, property and assets, but, but child care and um, shared parenting in many cases, a small percentage only end up in the actual family court with a judge. It used to be 5%. I'm not sure if it's increased. There, are, there is that process at the end of the road. There are various processes ahead of it if a couple can't reach agreement with their lawyers. If you haven't been able to reach agreement with your lawyers and you're heading towards the court, what's the process that you enter into? What are the stages? 
So essentially in New Zealand, you will need to do a um, parenting through separation course. Um, and that really helps to improve communication between the parties and with their children, um, with the goal of helping them to make better decisions that are in the best interests of the children. Um, you then have the family dispute resolution process. Um, in New Zealand, that's a formal process and it aims to achieve an out-of-court settlement, um, if at all possible. There's many circumstances where mediation may not work um, and litigation becomes the obvious choice. Um, some of those examples might be if there's a power imbalance between the parties, um, if assets are being hidden and need to be forensically um, uncovered by accountants, um, and, and family violence as well as something that should be considered by the court. So people will normally need to go through those processes first, separation through, um, parenting through separation, family dispute resolution, and then talk to their lawyers about commencing litigation okay. if they can't reach an agreement. So there's these two formal processes we've mentioned, trying to avoid going to court. Yeah. Did these processes break down into three parts? You've mentioned mediation. Are there other parts of the process as well before ending up in court? Um, it's focused really on um, mediation, if possible. Um, some people by nature cannot mediate an outcome. Um, I think that's just an aspect of human nature um, is to be expected. Um those processes don't necessarily deal with asset division. Um, they're more about parenting. So the focus is really on agreeing a sustainable parenting plan. There's collaboration and there's arbitration as well. Where did mm -hmm. they sit? So mediation, you uh, really have the two parties. Um, you have a third party mediator who may be a counsellor or even a lawyer. Um, and they work in a, a round of negotiations with the parties to try and reach an agreement. Arbitration is a little bit different. Um, that's primarily for financial matters. It's not usually used for parenting matters um, per se. And then collaboration, I think, is probably a, a really good option because the parties um, have their own lawyers um, with them while they're trying to mediate an outcome and they can bring in um, various experts um, as and when required like property valuers, accountants, child psychologists if necessary and so they have a little bit of control about costs in terms of who they're bringing in for how long and why. So the mediation is done without lawyers present is that correct? You can have a lawyer doing mediation, but it's often a third-party provider right. who may be a counsellor. You don't turn up with your own lawyer sitting next to you. That's usually a collaborative um, right. divorce or separation. Right. So these are the options. Before we go, uh, before we go any further, actually, let's just go back to the parenting through separation. That's mm. not so much a negotiation, is it? What do you experience no. in that? So you don't attend that together with your ex-partner. It's usually um, with people you don't know. There may be a group of 10 of you. Um, you go along and you learn about what your children's needs really are. You learn to think about your own motivations, but from your child's perspective. 
um, and it just helps you to think about your child's best interests um, and helps you to really connect with your children because you're consciously thinking about what are my children's needs in this particular situation. And how long do you get that kind of uh, course happening? Is, uh, is it over several days or is it a period of hours? And does it cost? Um, it's generally free in New Zealand. Um, the one that I did, I think it was three sessions of two hours at a time, I think is probably fairly common. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's a lot of parents that may be a bit doubtful about the process. There's parents that go along and they might bad mouth their ex-partner during these sessions, but they're really not trying to make the best of the learnings that they're provided with. Um, so I think it's really beneficial if you approach it with the right mindset. You had on something really important that is a real question mark, which is when are you ready to go into this process and ready to do so constructively? And the rawness of divorce and the overwhelming emotions of separation, the fears of loss, worry about finances, worry about children and whether one's, you know, the headspace that people can be in as they go through a grief cycle here, a very mm. complex and... Is there enough time in the system and the way it's designed to enable people to get in the right place to even begin? Well, the family dispute resolution process has um, a pre-mediation option as well, um, which can help people deal with unresolved feelings about the separation itself, because you're right, it, it is a grief process and that can cloud your thinking at the time. So uh, pre-mediation is an option, um, but you're absolutely right. I remember sitting with my lawyer um, talking about litigation and the possible costs of going down that route. But at that time, the separation is so raw that you really are not thinking clearly. They may give you options, but all you're really feeling is you need an answer. And so litigation can be very tempting and you can just get swept up into that process. So take your time, mm -hmm. understand the situation that you are in emotionally and psycho psychologically and so is your ex-partner and so are your children. Yeah. And take the opportunity to follow the steps to get ready. I, I, the temptation is to go in firmly set on exactly what you want and are going to yep. fight for, firmly set on what you think your ex is going to do, and you mm. actually miss the opportunity these processes can offer. Their adequacy and extent is another matter, and I think they are lesser and smaller, perhaps time-wise, in availability than they used to be. But your yep. point is, if you approach it from the perspective of getting ready, you're going to get more out of it. I think that's right. And if I reflect on my own situation, like it was about four years in the family court system. Goodness. It really it really takes maybe the first two years for a lot of the hurts and indignation to kind of subside. And when you have the benefit of the passage of time and you're feeling like you're in a better place, you actually start to think, wow, I wish I had actually made a different decision from the one I did. And, and that realisation doesn't really come until after a couple of years because it does take that time to get through the grieving process, to get through any issues that might be 
quite hurtful at the time. Um, so I think when you go into litigation, you need to be conscious that it can be a long process and you almost need to reflect on what decision or what strategy should I take if I was no longer feeling as hurt or as um, just sight blinded by the whole process um, to really go in with your eyes open and think of it strategically. What do you really want? Otherwise, you can make a very costly mistake um, and, and make a lot of inefficient steps along the way. So the Parenting Through Separation course is part of that process, but as we said, mm. four hours free courses <laughs> out of a two-year emotional <laughs> roller coaster, it's not a lot. Um, and, 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 you know, ideally you'd be building into this formal process any help you can get from the outside, right? Any wisdom, um, anyone who can help you get to the point where you can make rational decisions for your children and, and for yourself. Because... It's, it's a big ask, I know, um, but that's what gets people stuck. Okay, you go through these processes, you go through the alternative dispute resolution processes, you're still not getting to an outcome, you're heading for court. What happens to the mm. process then? Um, so then you're really meeting with your lawyer, um, you're looking at a fee estimate um, to get through litigation. Um, one key point that I make in this book is the fee estimate you get at the beginning may assume that you're going to settle with your ex partway along that potentially four-year journey. Now, what can actually happen is you may not be able to settle and you may end up at final trial or hearing. Um, and that's when your costs can really double. Um, so you need to really be clear with your lawyer upfront when you're looking at the fee estimate is this a cost for me to go through litigation and potentially reach an agreement with my ex in two years' time? Or is this a fee estimate for me to do all of that plus a three-day hearing where I may need barristers to represent me in court? So you're really working through the fee estimate. Um, you will then start to bring the facts of the case out. So, so one point I want to make is with mediation, you're trying to reach an agreement or a solution, as soon as that process falls away and you're looking at litigation, you're really looking at telling your story, bringing the facts of the case out. And it does become quite an adversarial process because to achieve what you want to achieve, you are almost trying to make your own situation look better and that of your ex-partner look worse. Um, so it can take a long time to bring the facts of the case to the fore. Um, so that's really what you're doing. You start with a chronology of events, a timeline of facts. Um, you need to go and find supporting documents for all of the facts, um, financial numbers. You're preparing balance sheets. Um, both what you have now and what you brought into the relationship so that the lawyer can see what you've contributed financially to the relationship. And you're also looking at your non-financial contributions, um, which often come through the, the parent that may not be working, that may be raising children. All of those things have value um, and they need to be um, really identified at the outset of a case. The cost of all this in legal fees, and uh, there is legal aid available in some circumstances, <laughs> I think, but um, I, I don't know if you can comment further on, on what the costs 
are and, you know, you're racking it up no matter what the situation you're in, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yes, legal aid may be available for some people. Um, you can get that advice from the Citizens Advice Bureau. Um, urgent parenting applications, you may not have a lawyer with you. Those can be decided quite quickly. But as soon as you have a parenting case that is disputed, so you're both not in agreement, that's when um, the costs can really start to Ratchet escalate. Yeah. yeah, and um, so, so time is a factor of cost there. So it's really how long does it take you to get through this whole process? And that will reflect your cost. It can easily go into the hundreds of thousands. Oh, goodness. And it's the financial time, but it's also the emotional time for you and for the children, right? So, uh, again, you want to be trying to make rational decisions. Each party, no matter how they feel about each other, no matter who thinks who's at fault the most, each party needs to be trying to make rational decisions when they're not likely in a rational headspace. That's the challenge of the whole thing, yeah? Yeah, that's right. And people can tend to make a decision that's easy and quick just because they want it over and done with but that may not really be what they want so it's all about not just rolling over and making a decision for the sake of it the role of children in this you would hope in all cases uppermost in people's minds and i'm sure that it is in their hearts but it's not always in their emotions and their emotional reactions (laughs) the court itself endeavours to put children first and goes to some length sometimes to find out um, the children's position. Can you talk a bit more about the part of the book, and it's one whole section of the book that is focused on children, both how the system treats them but also how individuals just need to keep pulling themselves back to the child's priorities and well-being? Yeah, that's right. So the court's want to make decisions that are in the best interests of the children. That's the primary goal. Um, Obviously, the parties will have their own individual motivations and desires as parents. Um, Those motivations may come from a good place or they may come from a negative place where they want to hurt perhaps their ex-partner. So you really need to look at what are my motivations for seeking the outcome that I'm seeking? Are those outcomes that I'm seeking really in my child's best interest? Am I protecting the relationship between my child and their other parent? Um, Because that can fall down in a lot of family court cases. Um, We see a lot of parents might try and disrespect um, their ex-partner because they're hurt. Um, But if they do that in front of the child, um, that can create a high conflict situation and it can be quite traumatising for a child. Um, Those ramifications can be carried into adulthood and can affect the way the child will form relationships and attachments in future. So it's, it's very important. And that part of the book is probably the longest of the three parts. Um, I write about that both as the parent of children that went through a separation through the courts, but also as a child. So I went through this with my own parents when I was around 10 years old. So I really write from a 360 degree point of view on the importance of managing uh, separation carefully if you have children.
Thanks very much, Katrina. What do you really hope for uh, people to, to get out of this information, out, out of the book, if they want to pick it up somewhere? What do you most hope for? Oh, I would really just love to help people. It's the kind of information I wish I had at the outset. And um, I think it could help people make potentially better decisions, save a lot of money and just create a lot more efficiencies in the whole system um, so that judges and lawyers can see and help more people. That's really my ultimate goal is really just helping people with this information. Thank you very much, Katrina Smithson, and her book is The New Zealand Family Court Survival Guide.